This is exactly right. Scotty, give it. Kurt, give, give me one. Kurt, you ready? I'm ready. Denver woman falls off cliff trying to save a puppy. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's bananas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bananas, your strange mm-hmm. news podcast hosted by myself, Kurt Brownell, and Scotty Landis. I'm Scotty Landis, banana boy number two. We have a very special guest today, so we're just going to dive right in, right, Kurt? Oh, man. Our guest today is a critically acclaimed singer-songwriter who makes mm-hmm. evocatively heartbreaking mm-hmm. music. Her new record, Punisher, which Pitchfork, get ready for this, gave the cover Tell me. best new music badge to, is out Unreal. now. Please welcome the wonderful and talented Phoebe Bridgers. Hello. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Hello, all. Ringing Hello. introduction. I like that. I'll Welcome. Get in strong. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for so being here, Phoebe. Grateful. Um, I'm going to tell you guys this story, right? Oh, you, you're oh, diving in? I do want to say something to Phoebe that I just watched. Uh, your Seth Meyers performance, oh, yeah. and it was, it's fucking amazing. It's so, yeah. <laughs> so good. Congrats. Who directed really that? Um, it was my idea, but I have many, many people around me who make it a reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so tons of work went into it. But, um, yeah, I, I had to plug a microphone to a pack that was, like, attached to my butt. Yeah. Always um, exciting. That's but, a thrill. It was a thrill, and also, <laughs> like, I, just the whole video, I can't get out of my head that it looks like it's coming out of my asshole, <laughs> the, the microphone whole, cord. The whole time I was, I was like, where's that cord go? And then when it pulls totally. back to the wide, I was like, well, it goes up her butt. That's I see. <laughs> it goes right up my ass. Yeah. Um so yeah oh man it it's just so it's so beautiful the song yes. is wonderful it's one of my favorite songs on that record that performance you guys should go watch it it's on seth meyers where what theater was that shot at you know it was doesn't it matter it was a it was, theater it was i think it was in covina um oh it might have been called the covina theater someone was like oh my god we did into the woods there in high school <laughs> like um i definitely don't know anybody who's played there before but it was beautiful haunted super fucking haunted like six people quit because of haunted things for whoa real. yes Holy for shit. real um yeah and it was and there's a crematorium in there in the of theater course. for anyone in who the doesn't theater. enjoy the show Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. If you just bomb so hard, you're a stand-up. You just walk off stage and crawl <laughs> yeah. right in the oven. You're like, I'm good. It's been a really fun ride. Yeah. There's like That's a sign on a door that doesn't open that says funeral services. Um, oh, that is so crazy. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Well, everyone should go watch it. It is one of the most impressive late night performances I have ever seen. Thank um, you very much. And that was all like that was live. You were actually singing the whole time, right? Yeah. It's funny, like we could have cheated um yeah of course but no. 
but but and like we should have honestly like it was too no it was was like one shot (laughs) it was it was very fun and and i made the band uh so like that's i'm not singing to a track that we like spent a bunch of time on we spent the day before filming the band playing and they're barely in it so that was kind of pointless like it i would have done it differently but i'm glad that it worked out the insane way that it did it was fun oh so great it remind it was like the COVID version of that um, that Stephen Colbert performance that Karen O and Danger Mouse did. Did you ever see totally, that one? Spike yeah. Jones did. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's, I was. Thank you. I got those vibes. High praise. Yeah, yeah that's sick. Got to give us a story. Okay, I'm getting back into it. Denver woman falls off cliff trying to save puppy. <laughs> it starts dark, but it I promise dark. you. It gets beautiful. Uh, this is from Jade Bremner at Newsweek. Jade is so good at this shit. And it was sent in by Emily underscore Louise underscore on Instagram. Here we go. A woman was attempting to rescue her friend's dog at a trail near Bridal Vale Falls in Colorado when she fell 30 feet off a ledge. Uh, the sheriff's office said the 25-year-old woman was exploring with friends on a trail leading to a waterfall when her dog slipped off a path and fell 15 feet into a narrow chute. Tragic. This is going to go bad. It's not. One male from the group went down um, the cliff to catch the puppy in case it fell any further, while another woman attempted to reach the three-month-old puppy named Blue from a better angle. The woman trying to rescue the puppy fell, but the man below was able to break her fall. Quote, I know. It was a big fall. She likely would have been seriously injured or killed after that fall. But he didn't flinch. He caught her and broke her fall. So this he guy caught her. It wasn't just that she hit wow. her. She hit him. He caught her. <laughs> he caught her. I mean, people in Colorado are like just outdoors all the time. This is probably they probably practice this in their backyard, just tossing sacks of potatoes to each other. Um Rescuers used a rope and pulley system to pull the woman up the slope as soon as possible. Possible, Both the man and woman sustained non-life-threatening injuries and were treated in Telluride. Um, here's where it gets kind of more fun. 18-year-old Wiley Holbrook, on his first search and rescue assignment, was tasked with retrieving the frightened puppy, was able to attach the dog to his harness belt, and hoist it up, delivering it to safety. He was super brand new, says Susan Lilly from San Miguel Sheriff's Office, but he has great rock climbing skills. I mean, this kid, first day on the job, rescues a puppy. <laughs> Wiley, it's downhill from here. From bud. a shoot? Um, I don't even know what a shoot is. I don't even understand where this puppy was. Yeah, I have no I, visuals for this story whatsoever. <laughs> I'm just um, like, there's a shoot. There's, <laughs> he, was he on a slide? This sounds like yeah. he's on a slide. I don't Harness. know. but it sounds treacherous i bet it was treacherous um this is kind of cute wiley barred his mom's electric bike and rode several miles to make the rescue uh and the dog sustained no injuries it took three and a half hours to bring all parties to safety and we're very proud of the team they helped complete strangers they saved two people and a dog and a puppy i mean it's a a happy story Keep I I love that. I yeah. that would have been me. I once called the cops uh, because my dog was choking. you oh no! Did, yeah. Was he really choking, or was he just like coughing? And you called the cops? No, I. So <laughs> I I grew up with a pug dog, and mm. uh, oh, wow, how do you tell if a pug is choking? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, he lived. He lived to be sixteen, which is insane. Wow! But, but right before the end, uh, 
like, and he lived a good long life, happiness. Sure. But but right before the end, he um, uh, like he was chewing on a bone behind me, and then I just like hear this weird sad thud, <laughs> and I look, and he's passed out and foaming at the mouth. Oh no! And his eyes are like rolling in the back of his head, and I had such a visceral panic attack. Of course, that my brain was like. You need to call the police. <laughs> and the poor woman, the poor dispatcher was like, ma'am, like, that's not what the cops are for. And I saved his life. I, I, I you know, got the well, phone you, out. How did you I do it? Went down my, a chute. I shoved my hand down a chute. <laughs> his, yes. <laughs> and, and pulled it out. His top um, chute. And he was like super, yeah, his top chute, thank God. And he was passed out for like a long time and it was really, really scary, but he lived. Um, but yeah, so Look. I know... I know the feeling of, you know, like your dog. You can, yes. you, know, you just the logic just leaves. Oh, it goes. Yeah. That's that reminds cool. me. Ah, uh, man. I mean, that's first off. That's amazing that you were able to just like do it on your own, and that he was like then <laughs> asleep for a little while, and you didn't know what was going on. Like that is, yeah. that is bravery and strength that I would not have. <laughs> yes. I'd be like, we're done. You know what this story does remind me of, though, is that the man who invented Segway yes. uh, died just segwaying off a cliff. <laughs> yes, which is that's a true story. Laughed. It is a true story. It's the craziest oh, it's way to die. But also, was it an he, accident? Yeah, yeah. He was testing out oh, like God. a new off. Road it was an accident. Segway. Yeah, because um, that would have been fucked up if, like, the guy who invented Segway was just like, "It's the end," this and is, that's like yeah. preferred method. He's like, I wasted so much time doing this thing that people only kind of like, like when they're in Philadelphia taking a tour and he just leaned forward and just sailed into the Pacific. Dude, how fucking nice does that Philly Segway tour sound right now? Oh my God, God what I would amazing. Give. Oh, what I would give to do a Philly Segway tour right now. I wonder if they're going on. When I, I was in high school, I raced mountain bikes. And so you would have to go. I would go to the trails like a week beforehand and kind of ride it to scout it out. And I was riding this one uh, in Patapsco State Park. And I was by myself. And I was trying to do it as quickly as I possible to kind of get the time of each loop. And I'm hauling ass. And I get to this down, really steep downhill. And I just eat it. I absolutely eat it. I'm clipped in to my pedals. And I go head. My bike's still clicked in. So the bike gets thrown almost like a trebuchet <laughs> over my head. And then I kind of like slide down on my chest in the dirt. Like, ugh. Wind's knocked out of me. And I roll over. And there's an entire Boy Scout troop and two <laughs> scout leaders who witness the whole thing that are doing a trail cleaning. They're picking up trash and like <laughs> sweeping away like little water drainage ditches. And, like, three of them run over to me and lift me up and are dusting me off. I'm in, like, bike kits or, like, spandex. Another one walks over, gets my bike over to it, wheels it over. He's like, this is a nice bike. The scoutmasters are like, do you want any water, sir? I'm like, I have water. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. And then I just had to, like, <laughs> I just looked like a jackass and just got on my bike and was like, thank you, guys, and just rode away. <laughs> That's so tight. I wonder if there's I a badge used, for that. I used to go dirt biking too, although I never went to a uh, place like a real place. Right. I would like make my own jumps and stuff, so I ate, I, I ate it quite a bit. It's so fun, though. It's it, such yeah, a good time. It's so fun. I we used to have it. a big tabletop in the woods behind, like behind the Cracker Barrel. It was called the Cracker Barrel, but it wasn't a Cracker Barrel. It was just a oh, convenience store. 
uh, in Neptune, New Jersey. <laughs> Sweet place sure. to hang. <laughs> For years, sure. people would talk about the Cracker Barrel, and I'd be like, I can't believe that you love this <laughs> tiny place in New Jersey. <laughs> this is up where I first bought my first pack of cigarettes at the Cracker Barrel. You know, my first lawyer was the legal for, like, he had to do something with the Cracker Barrel for okay. the franchise. And he went to their office, and it is a Cracker Barrel. No. On, like, level 10 of this crazy building, it's oh. made to look like a Cracker Barrel. I mean, it's not their corporate made to office. look. It is a Cracker Barrel. It is one, but, like, at the top of a high-rise. And it's all free, yeah. probably. Yeah, probably. If you like carbohydrates, you can do no better than Cracker Barrel. They got them in, every, they got them in liquid form. They have just carbs coming and going. We love I them. I haven't been in so long. Are you guys ready for another one? Hit yeah. us, Kurt. All right. This one was sent in by so many people. We have to do it. Okay. Uh, Foulmouth parrots removed from public display after telling wildlife <laughs> park visitors to fuck off. <laughs> this is this is from the Sun, but this was covered in like every every single newspaper in the world. It's big news. Uh, this is, of course, was written by Stephen Moyes. Steve Moy. Oh. Best uh, in the biz. Five foul-mouth parrots had to be moved away from the public <laughs> after telling wildlife park visitors to fuck off. The gobby African greys also called one worker a fat bastard as they egged each other on for laughs. Uh, the boss oh. of the Lincolnshire, Lincolnshire Wildlife Park told how they turned it into a boozy working men's club at closing time. Oh. Uh, inevitably, one will have started it and the rest joined in. The birds feed off getting a reaction, so when they tell the visitors to fuck, when they tell visitors to fuck off and they get a gasp and usually a good laugh. <laughs> he added, we've had no complaints yet. One young boy ran to tell his dad, who found it hysterical. A female keeper, who was called a fat bastard, was also in tears <laughs> of laughter, he said. <laughs> Uh, and here's the effing and blinding birds are among 200 parrots at the Friskney Park. Steve said they oh, were donated yes. by fed up owners during lockdown who probably oh, come on a lot. No. We yes. We can't have them putting up them off punters. So they are in detention. Wow. No, they're in detention where they can tell. Each oh, other so this is off. English. Yeah. Okay, yeah, punters. That's mm. one of my favorite English terms. It's mm. such a confusing word for customers. <laughs> but doesn't it just kind of mean like it's a little bit more derogatory than that, where it just means plebes, kind of? I always heard it oh, referred to when I was in Edinburgh, when like it would be like the audience, like the people who are coming to see yeah. your show would be the punters. To well, that's how I've heard it, but I've always yeah. heard it kind of with an angry tone. <laughs> so I guess I just assumed. <laughs> yeah, maybe. They, I'm always uh, confused by that shit. They need to put these birds back on display. They need yes. to get more of them. They need to, I don't know if whiskey or something kills birds. They need to get this thing going. They, I would pay extra, extra to go to any zoo yeah. that had birds totally. that called you names and cussed. And then they goad each other up, that they make each other like laugh and get more pumped. Yeah, I this is its own flock. business. Yes. Yeah. Who Million, go? trillion dollar idea. It's, it's a trillion dollar idea. TikTok exists. Thank you. Know? you. Nobody's like, saying that. Nobody's yeah. saying that. Nobody's it's, saying that. <laughs> it's uh also don't you don't need to protect kids from cussing birds. You can protect kids from so many things in this world, creeps and perverts and weirdos and 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 guns. But you know what? Cursing birds, that's like a miracle. That's like no, Narnia. No, especially not in England. 
Yes. Yeah. I, oh my God. My, my friend Connor uh, from Bright Eyes has an amazing story of walking down the street. I think it was in Edinburgh, uh-huh. seeing a kid in a white tank top, like a stained white tank top. Like this uh-huh. kid's like eight. And he is on the side of the road smoking a fucking cigarette. <laughs> and Connor has like bags of groceries or something and he and he kind of chuckles to himself. Yes. And the and the kid's like, You having a laugh at me then? <laughs> like, fight me. And he's and he was like, Oh no, man, like no, 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 no! Don't beat cool. me up, please, eight-year-old. Yeah, don't totally. beat the shit out of me. The Scottish are intense. Yeah, yeah, I love it so much. So I feel like I feel like the birds and the kids over there kind of yeah. go at each other, probably. Oh hell yeah! Also, my Get daughter. together. My daughter just. <laughs> it's a, it was it was actually disturbing. My wife thinks it's very funny, but it's disturbing. She, we're we're eating. My wife is over there. I have a three and a half year old, and she just looks at me and she starts going, "Fucking," and I'm like, "What are you doing?" And she goes, "What are you doing?" Fucking, and then like <laughs> looking like with big open eyes at me, and I'm like, "What are you saying to me?" And she's like, "Fucking." <laughs> Like a demon child. And That's I was like, so cursed. It was so up. And I'm like, are you saying fucking? And she's like, fucking. And she just apparently started saying it because my wife, somebody cut my wife off in the car and she said, fuck. And then right in the back seat, you just heard like, fuck, mom. <laughs> and then now <laughs> the three and a half year old says fuck all the time. And it's really like, it's trying to get her to not say fuck and like move her into like more appropriate. Like you can say poop, but you can't say fuck when we're out in public. It's real yeah. pandemic times. Everybody's great, saying fuck. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's a pressure my, uh, cooker right now. My manager's little girl, I guess just like figured out, you know, she's a baby and she, she figured out how to, Talk to Alexa. Oh, oh like, yes. Alexa, play the nineteenth. Oh, I'm having trouble. Fuck. <laughs> oh. Let's try a little later. <laughs> okay. That's great. You can't talk about her because she's listening. She's always okay, listening. So, so, <laughs> but started communicating with Alexa. <laughs> okay. And and, uh, and was saying play 1975. And. Uh, because I was going to go on tour with them. Yeah. And, uh, and they, before the, you know, the yeah. pandemic situation. But mm. um, so she had started controlling it and kind of doing mm-hmm. it on her own. And then in the car, they were listening to the radio <laughs> and a song came on and and little baby sings, fucking in the car, shooting heroin. <laughs> Which is just like... Fucking in the car, shooting heroin <laughs> is the lyric. Uh, it's just my favorite. Oh, thing. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I don't. She doesn't know about. Yeah, shooting you're fine. That's yet. just one of the words. That's fine. And, yeah. um, when yeah. I was in high school, we would w- the idea. I don't know how this came up again, but the idea of carboloading was a thing. And I had these two friends, and we used to go to all you can eat pasta at Olive Garden because we were suburban kids. I was 16, and we would go eat endless pasta. And one night we're sitting, <clears throat> excuse me, one night we're sitting in this booth 
And this little kid, two or three, stands up at the other booth, faces ours. So he's behind my friend Lainey and this girl Jesse. I guess Jesse is my friend too. I shouldn't say it like that. <laughs> and uh, my love of my life, Lainey, and a trash person, Jesse. And um, this kid just starts going, mouth is dry, face is numb. He just says, mouth is dry, face is numb, over and over and over. And we're crying, laughing, and we're young, so you know, but we're like looking at each other, and it's that kind of teenage laugh that I miss so much where you just can't stop. Mm-hmm. Mouth yeah, church is giggles. dry, church giggles, face is numb. And like eight years later, I'm driving somewhere. I'm an adult, and the radio's on, and Green Day's on, and they have a song that's like, my mouth is dry, face is numb, and I was started cra- That kid was just screaming Singing those Green two Day. lyrics. Yes. Yeah, he must have just heard it, and then just turned to this table and was like, I'm going to let these guys have it tonight. <laughs> we <laughs> just thought his mouth was dry. That's the coming-of-age story uh, writer's room, yes. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Mouth. We just thought he had a dry mouth and his face didn't feel anything. <laughs> he was allergic to pasta. <laughs> give us a give us a taste before we go to break, Scotty. You know what? I have a lot of fun stories. I I'm going to stick to food. I think okay. this one comes to us from the New York Post, written by Hannah Sparks. God damn, she is good at her job. Boy who has eaten nothing but sausage his whole life has been cured. <laughs> wow, I have so many questions. We'll take a break right now. And we are back. Yep. Uh, guys, if anybody's out there, just know that you can please send us any stories that you get uh, at Insta- on Instagram at the Bananas Podcast. You can email them to us, thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. Yes. We've got new merch coming out. That's going to be yes. pretty exciting. Please go check it out. And all of our Minnesotes are now on going to be on Stitcher Premium, and you can get your free month of Stitcher Premium by using the code BANANAS if you want to go listen to those right now. Also, call Phoebe. We have a banana phone. Um, <clears throat> Mint Mobile gave us a free phone for a year. The phone number is 213-214-7974. Anybody can call me at any time when it all opens up and you can tour again. If you get bored out of your mind, I will talk to you for one minute. And then I politely hang up. Um, Incredible. But call the banana phone. I've been picking up. I talk to probably 30 people a day at this point. Everybody wow. that they just hang up a lot of people because they get nervous and then they text me. <laughs> they say, I didn't think it was real and I didn't think you were going to answer. But call the banana phone. Please also, com. You have killer merch. You have great skeleton sweatpants with your name on the butt. Um, if you ever see a man jogging at full speed in those, it's me. It's me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I like my merch right now. I just I just posted a burning cop car that says I want to believe. It's awesome. It's like nice. a shirt. I love. Yeah, I like the that Punisher shirt. merch is through the roof. Go to it. The store's cool. It's good. It's, it's really good. good okay, let me Give tell you about story. the 
Also, this so I don't know if you're are you a The Smiths fan, Phoebe? Did you like oh, yeah. The Smiths? This this headline is like a Smith song title. Boy who has eaten nothing but sausages his whole life has been cured. <laughs> that is like a Smith song. Um, this was sent by Emma Samansky. Thank you, Emma. Emma sent a few stories, and we appreciate it. Ever since he can remember, 15-year-old Ben Simpson has only eaten sausage. 15 years old. I wow. thought this was going to yeah. be a 7-year-old. Okay. That's some Jordan Peterson shit. The like, all-meat yes. diet. Yeah. Uh, and he's pretty lean. This kid is not. He's you know he's he's in shape. He's I British. Fucking, I fucking hate men, dude. Like I just <laughs> don't too. understand how you guys do it. How it just like it's like sausage. When I was in Ireland, they have you can put mayonnaise as a topping on pizza. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. So and why anyway. wouldn't you? And why wouldn't yeah. you? Why wouldn't you want to enjoy a delicious food? <laughs> but also, if you're um, getting pizza there. Might as well put mayonnaise on it. Yeah, it's not totally. gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Um. So our homeboy, what's his name? Ben Simpson, uh, has a limited dietary preference. Uh, his mom, Wendy Hughes, says he began. This began when she was weaning him off of breast milk. Uh, his, <laughs> that's what. That's what everybody goes. They go right from breast milk to sausages. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, his pickiness gave way to several years of consuming only breakfast-style sausages and water three times a day, every day. Uh, Hughes told the newspaper that she was at her wit's end by the time she called David Kilmurray, great name, a cognitive behavioral hypnotherapist who believed he could shake the teenager's bizarre eating habits. Uh, a clinical condition called Avoidant Restrictive Food Intake Disorder, A-R-F-I-D, ARFID. They could have done better. They could have made that. They could have done better. They could have done barf. Yes! Banning all restricted foods or something. Or afraid. There's enough things. Anyways, um, as a child, he only ate finger foods like French fries, but then he would go to parties and just sit there crying because he would refuse to go anywhere where different types of food was. Oh, if he, he went to a friend's... He just didn't like to be around other food. No. <laughs> if, he, if he would go to a friend's house, he just wouldn't eat anything. If he was hungry, he would just cry. It was a nightmare. So before Kilmarie's treatment, Ben was a... <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes they get me. Ben was up to four or five sausages per meal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. It's just so... Oh, boy. She spent... Uh, the, the mom spent approximately $75 per month on a specific brand of skinless Richardson's Bangers. I got fed up buying them, she said. Yeah, I bet she did. Um, but that's pretty cheap. Kurt, feeding your kids, it's got to cost more than $75 a month. No, we, we feed them garbage. Oh. <laughs> But they're very healthy, and they have great skin. They have great uh, skin. It's very healthy. I just figured out what bangers and mash was. It's pretty good. Sausages and mashed potatoes. Sausages and mashed potatoes. Okay, I, wasn't, I get it. I wasn't positive until you guys cleared that up right now. <laughs> I've always been like a little scared. It's like toad in the hole. We're just like, I don't know if I want to order it, because maybe there's something I don't like in there. But that sounds toad great. Toad in the hole. Is that an egg in a toast? I think so. I think that's it. Is. It is. Okay. We call that an egg in the nest where I'm from. Right, me too. Oh, do you See, know what a fucking bap is? A nope. bap? A bap. What's a <laughs> well, bap? Where I'm from, those are boobs. <laughs> but, oh. but in... Where are you from? The baps are boobs. Just like, I don't know, like shithead eighth graders <laughs> everywhere. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> but yep. baps, 
are, I guess, just like a kind of roll or sandwich in the UK and Ireland. Um, but it makes me laugh every time I hear it. It's like my intrusive thought is someone ordering a BAP at breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, just a BAP. Just Coffee a BAP. and a BAP. Yeah. I'm not really that hungry. Biscuits, well, this- cookies. Biscuits are mm. cookies. Mm. Jumpers That's are very weird. Yeah, jumpers are sweaters. That's super weird. And vests are waistcoats. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yep, found that out. The hardware. Waistcoat. Waist- Who even talks about waistcoats? A waistcoat. It's actually, it really makes sense. It's a coat for your waist and not your arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. They were here first. We got to listen to them. Um, after trying doctors, nutritionists, and other specialists, Hughes would have uh, just was do- this poor woman was just like just eat something else, please, Ben. So a family friend suggested getting the boy hypnotized. Always cool when somebody says that about your kid. Uh, yes. Hughes got yeah, your kid should be hypnotized for the sausages. Yeah, um, <laughs> Hughes decided to get in touch with Kilmurray. Blah blah blah. So they did a distanced video call. The mom says, I didn't think it would work, uh, but she admitted that after the first two-hour session and one follow-up with this hypnotic treatment um, using subliminal wording and neurological seed drop, it created a positive emotional association with new food. So after two times, uh, this kid is eating everything. Um <laughs> Which is insane. Uh, new flavors now make him feel excited. There's no anxiety over potentially, quote, yucky taste. Now, if I give him something, he will pop it straight in his mouth. But the real proof, guys, the real proof of this hypnosis, seafood. Yesterday, he posted a video of him eating fish <laughs> and said that he's cured. He responded to the hypnosis beautifully. Has anybody gotten hypnosis here? I haven't. I have never. Phoebe, you ever been hypnotized? Yes, I have been hypnotized because I was dating someone shitty when i was 20 and uh he was way older than me and so i thought he was really cool and smart and Mm -hmm. turns out that's not true um about pretty much anyone ever but Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so he gave me like you know know, i was i had no money whatsoever it's funny because i have a song about this that says exactly what what this is but so i'm just going to say lyrics basically but they I got 1500 bucks from him wired into my bank account. Nice. He was like, you need to see a hypnotherapist who cured me of my smoking and mm. you, and you need to go for like writer's block. But I was super fucking broke. So I went once to the hypnotherapist. Okay. was just trying not to laugh the entire time. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> it was this guy like clapping over my head and going one, two, three. Like he didn't even have like a relaxing voice. Nice. Um, like, and then, and it was super expensive. It was like 300 bucks. But then I just was like, I'm going to totally keep going and then paid my rent instead. Yes. Yes. Uh, Good. And like You're bought smart. some Whole Foods probably and that was it. Uh, That's, yeah. But yeah, so I have technically been hypnotized. Um, not very successfully, but it was a wild experience. But writer's block afterwards? Did, you, did it open you up or were you still kind of shut down for a little bit? Maybe it did. I feel like I hmm. always have writer's block um, and it's getting progressively better so so Good. true it might have done something it could have been the salad at whole foods too honestly they have a lot of quality <laughs> we're just relaxing there. about rent money yeah no shit yeah, right? so yeah. you're not just like <laughs> stressing out about paying rent <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man have you kurt i have not i've always wanted to because i would be I, I would be like open to it but also like very skeptical 
Um, mm-hmm. But I also feel like whenever people say they get hypnotized, they're like, they're not aware of something happening when they're getting hypnotized. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, this guy just talked to me and I closed my eyes for a little while. But uh, I know it's a real, lot of people, I know a lot of people who quit smoking that way. There's like a yeah. guy who's the guy that people go to for quitting. I smoking. think that's my guy. I think that's literally who I went to. So I went and it was like, cause I've talked to a bunch of other like weird famous people who are like, yeah, that's how I quit smoking. Yeah. Huh. Um, but I think I was like a handful for him cause he was just like, okay. Um, so you mean you can't come up with stuff? Yeah. I was like, are you yeah. bad at you, yeah, are you, do you rhyming? Stand the words <laughs> writer's block. Here's a th- here's yeah. a thesaurus. Just flip through this for half an hour. It's not totally. a big deal. <laughs> All right, guys, you ready for this one? This yes. one's crazy. This one's sent I am. in. Uh, this one's sent in by at Fierce Mom Diaries. Uh, this is from. Uh, <laughs> if you're not reading at Fierce Mom Diaries, who are you? A- Get hypnotized. Uh, this is on a website called ATI, and I'm not sure <laughs> what it is. This is from 2017 uh, by sure. Gabe Pauletti. Thank you, Gabe. The best. This is the story of Florida's nub city where residents <laughs> cut off their own appendages for no. insurance money. No. <laughs> <Yes>. Nub city. <laughs> yes. No. Nub city. Is so cute. Give him a hand. cute sounding. <laughs> Give him a hand. You nailed it, Scotty. That's the quote mm-hmm. from this episode. Mm-hmm. It, it, was near ap- it, it was near impossible to convict scammers of fraud because jurors had a hard time believing that people Ugh. would willingly engage in self-mutilization. Ugh. This is about the town Vernon, Florida. In the late 50s oh, yeah? and early 60s, the Florida panhandle was responsible for two-thirds of all loss-of-limb accident claims in the United States due to wow. one town, Vernon, Florida. Great talk was- about Vernon, Florida. There's a, famous, there's a famous documentary about it I encourage everybody to watch. Well, that mentions the... Uh, I'll just jump right to that part, Scotty, because Heck, since you, you got it, oh, it... Sorry. I'm I, sorry. No, 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 I, no. No, literally, this is just as a like a footnote to the whole crazy story. In the 1980s, yes. documentary filmmaker Ella Morris attempted to yes. shoot a documentary about the town, but after he received death threats and was beaten up by a Marine veteran son of mm-hmm. a Nub Club member, he turned his movie into a slice-of-life documentary about the eccentric residents of the town. Entitled it's insane. I highly, so it highly be, recommend it. That, that was going to be about nub ta- nub, nub, the Nub Club. Um, so Jesus. <laughs> it's so insane. So yes, it is. this, okay. So what happened was it was, there was one guy, I'm not going to read the whole thing cause it's very long, but the, the, the origin of the scam is unknown, but it is assumed that at some point one person living in Vernon lost a limb, received a large payout from their life insurance policy. Uh, and so it just started happening and they were, people were doing it for in the beginning, 5000 to $10,000. Uh, one claimed he shot his own hand while aiming for a hawk. Another who doesn't. Another said that he shot his foot when he mistook his foot for a squirrel. Uh, mm-hmm. And Joseph John Joseph Healy, an insurance investigator for Continental National American Insurance Group, was sent to Vernon once. The claim started exceeding a hundred thousand dollars. He said. Sir, he said Vernon's second largest occupation was watching hound dogs mating in the town square. Its largest was self-mutilation for monetary gain. And this Jesus. is like in the insurance report in the f- 60s. Uh, Can you imagine oh. being the first guy who got like five grand? 
And then like two years later, your homies are like buying houses and stuff. Yeah. They got yeah. $100,000 for yeah. the same for the same deal. Just like, God yeah. damn it. I don't know how to play You know how hard game. it is to cut off your other hand when you're already missing a hand? It is so <laughs> difficult. It's like impossible. And here's the deal. It was, in, it was near impossible to convict scammers of fraud because jurors sure. simply did not believe that people were cutting off their own limbs and appendages. Dear God. Uh, the practice finally ended in the late 1960s when premium rates became too high and insurers stopped doing business in the panhandle. That is fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, you just couldn't get insurance anymore because people were cutting off their limbs so much. That's. I want to know also who the guy is who did it last and mm-hmm. didn't get any money. Oh, there's the, there got to be one guy where like it doesn't didn't get the memo. It doesn't yeah. work anymore. Yeah. The first guy and the last guy are, are pissed off. Everybody yeah. in the middle doing well. That's insane. That it's is so that's a crazy one. That's really weird. It is truly insane. I have never been to the Panhandle of Florida. Oh, uh, me bud, we're going. I, when I lived in Pensacola Beach, oh my gosh, it was the strangest place I've ever lived, and I've lived in a lot of weird places. It, the Panhandle is the most; it is the prettiest beaches. They are the prettiest beaches in the United States, like bar none. And then they just decided to take um, rednecks and surgeons and uh, put them in a yacht club near each other, and then everybody it builds either huge houses or just blows up homemade fireworks. It's it's a wild, wild place, and uh, it's it felt more southern than. There was a couple when I lived there. uh, There's a town just above Pensacola. And their baby died, I think, of SIDS, and they put it in a cooler. This is in 2000. This was in 2000. And then they had their local pastor pray over it for 72 hours to bring it back to life. And then they were really bummed it didn't work. Oh, my God. This was in 2000. And I'm like wearing a Hawaiian shirt, waiting tables, going like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to live here. I think I'm going to move pretty soon. Oh, my God. That's so dark. (laughs) Although, you know what I did here? I know that Florida is wild specifically and i've been there on tour um where have you played there i think it was just tampa i think i played um a music great dentist really nice great dentist in tampa um but i haven't been much before that but you know you see the trope the like florida man twitter account Mm -hmm. and stuff Mm -hmm. i heard that actually as wild as florida is it's just that other states don't have that lenient of like privacy rights that's right like when you get arrested for something a misdemeanor or something so in california probably like and it's always florida specific it's always like man fucks alligator uh and And likes it or whatever and likes it or the woman who (laughs) killed her roommate for listening to the eagles yes Um, so it's always pretty florida specific but here i guarantee you it's like you know oh yeah like tourist uh, arrested for breaking into so-and-so's house or no, it's, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's literally like I bet roommate, it's Hollywood specific too. Yeah, it's like roommate murders, roommate, roommate murdered over touching crystals. <laughs> totally. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, no, Man. it's Florida. We've talked about it on the podcast before. It's Florida and like Michigan. They both have these laws that are like everything's public. Whatever right. you do, it's all public, and they just publish it constantly. I, I do know someone also in California who gave their cat asthma by saging their apartment every day. <laughs> like, yeah. 
I love I there was I, I read a I read a script recently where someone was saging to get rid of spirits and it was all about ghosts. The whole show was about yes. ghosts. And all the ghosts, like all the bad spirits were like, mm, Oh, that smells so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I love um, that. It smells <laughs> almost like weed. But yeah. Not. yeah. And there's still ghosts. Ghosts are still here. My friend ran on one of those TV shows that was like paranormal spirits or whatever. It was like ghost hunter type of show for one of the networks. And I was like, how's that going, Steve? He goes, six seasons, no ghosts. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) just keep cranking those almost, almost saw something. Like I heard a thunk down the hall. Let's pick up 20 more episodes. Oh, man, that's that's amazing. The same guy who sent me to the hypnotherapist also got me a ghost hunting kit. A oh. ghost? What was a ghost hunting? What's included in a ghost hunting? Mm, some like infrared goggles and a camera oh, that Baby. like shot. Yeah, I gave it to my brother and he uses it for art. Nice. Um, but go. yeah, I, I I didn't um I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, thank you. You're like, I'm 20 years old. I I have energy. I can go do things besides stand in a dark room and just look into the upper corners. Yes. <laughs> Um, sometimes sometimes not, not yeah. mostly <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm gonna do it this afternoon sounds pretty good um okay, okay i got one for you guys kurt i'm setting you up on this one by the way buddy i love you and i i want you to have great success and there is a story that i will remind you because i was there when this happened okay, okay. i hope i remember phoebe do you drink alcohol have you ever tried it i have i've partaken okay that's in good in the past yeah. It'll help you relate to this hero. This was from Franziska. Thank you, Franziska, on Instagram. It comes from the Irish Examiner. No writer. Don't know why. Uh, Case dropped against businessman accused of taking trash truck on new drink driving rampage. Um, This is Irish, right? Yeah. So this is actually the writer I see his name now in the article is Tom to it or tweet it could be tweet spelled like sweet with a t tom tweet we'll say okay a norwegian businessman was accused of taking a bin lorry on a nude drink driving rampage in dublin city center rune skinner skinnerland rune skinnerland rune skinnerland uh 55 had been in the city Oh, God, for a business trip before he allegedly got into the lorry and drove it into the door of an apartment building, causing thousands of euros of damage on September 4th. So this is a garbage truck. For everyone who doesn't know what a bin lorry is, it's a garbage truck. And he wasted, stole a garbage truck, which is not easy to do. Like, think about it. There's, like, a lot of levers. I always see the guys, like, grabbing levers and stuff. That doesn't seem like it's a normal car to drive. The Scandinavians are very intelligent people, I guess. Uh, So Rune, Mr. Skinnerland, was from Norway, uh, and he had an address at a hotel in Dublin. He had been granted bail. of, So he got to go back to Norway after doing this. He was charged with unauthorized use of a truck belonging to a waste company, drink driving in it, which I love drink driving because it implies that you're not drunk, that you're continuing to drink as you're driving. Continuously drinking. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It's and it's a better explanation. I had a, a college professor my freshman year whose name was uh, Eric Morgan. We called him Captain Morgan because when you're in a freshman in college, that is a very funny joke. <laughs> and one day out of the middle of nowhere, somebody said something about Keystone Light, and this professor goes, "Keystone Light, man, that is a good driving beer." 
And I'd never forgotten it to this day. Driving beer. That's it. Keystone Light, good driving beer. Um, stay off the road in western Massachusetts. So uh, he caused uh, drink driving, causing criminal damage to its passenger door, back bumper, front passenger side light. He was also charged by three other fences, criminal damage to the front pedestrian gate of the entrance to an apartment building, the wooden frame to the door of a deals shop, which I'm guessing is like a 99 cent store or something, and then a steel path bollard or bollard. I don't know what that is. Uh, this all happened on Lifey Street, lower. Um, so he gets out. <laughs> he told the court through his barrister that he had no memory of the events at all, though he thinks his drink might have been spiked. Also, guys, he was naked when he was doing this. He claims <laughs> he went to his hotel. The next thing he knows, he wakes up naked on the street. So they actually let him go with just a big fine, and he's back in his native country of uh, Norway. I and love the Irish. That's injured. just a fine. You're just like, ah, we've all been there. <laughs> um, Kurt, Phoebe, Kurt and I were hanging out. We've been to New Orleans many times together. New Orleans, you know, famous drinking town, open container town. And Kurt has a story from the W Hotel. I don't out. think, I don't really get, I don't ever. Like this was this was an exceptional time that I got very drunk. Anyway, I was put to bed. I was put to bed. I don't want to go through the embarrassment of like getting they, uh, people putting me yes, to bed. But I was. Put we to were bed. drinking a lot. We we're drinking a lot. I come to, and I am uh, totally <laughs> nude on the fourth floor of the hotel, and I don't. And I'm holding us like uh, keys that are not my keys. <laughs> and I had just read the book. This is so so dorky. I had just read the book, The Time Traveler's Wife, where mm-hmm. that guy oh, yeah. travels through time. But when he shows up places, he's totally nude. So in my mind, I was like, and I was just very disoriented, obviously. And I was like, oh, I've been time traveling. Mm-hmm. And so, but I don't because I was staying on the twentieth floor, and I was on the fourth floor. So then I got <laughs> in the elevator to try get back up to my room on the twentieth floor. But you need a key, a card key to like use it, and all I had was like a stranger's house keys yes Yes. (laughs) and so then i start climbing the stairs and i guess someone from who works at the hotel been watching me on monitors and like uh comes out and he's uh, he, he like joins me in the stairway and he has a uh like a bathrobe for me to put on and i and he's like looks like you've you know looks like you had too much to drink looks like you need to go home and I told him, no, thank you. <laughs> Time traveling. And I just needed to get to the 20th floor. So I left him there. He was just like, okay, whatever. Dude. And I left him. I walked all the way up to the 20th floor. And I get there. And I'm, and I'm knocking on the door. And my wife, my now wife, my girlfriend at the time, was in bed. And was not coming to the door. So I'm knocking, knocking. She's not coming to the door. And then all of a sudden I turn around. That very nice man is there again. He like puts clothes on me. He lets me into my room. I'm like, thank you very much. Yes. Uh, And then I come in and I'm like, baby, baby, wake up, wake up. Because I also didn't have my glasses on. So I like couldn't see anything. I'm like, baby, 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 wake up, wake up. Like I just was on the fourth floor. And Lauren just keeps yelling from the bed. Not my problem (laughs) like no 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 like you don't understand like i'm scared like i was on the fourth floor like how did i get to the fourth floor whose keys are these (laughs) not my problem did you get to the bottom of it It, they were scotty's keys 
Uh, yeah. So Scotty had stayed in our room the night before, left his house keys there, and I must mm-hmm. have woken up and gone to go to the bathroom and grabbed his mm-hmm. house keys, thinking they were yes. my keys, walked out the door, and I have no idea how I got down to the fourth floor. Um, um, but I Kurt must have just been six riding the elevator four. for a little while. Yeah, Kurt is six foot four. Um, this was also happening while families were checking out of the hotel, so he was hiding in the corners of the hallways from families that just saw this <laughs> giant naked man like tucking away. I would, and then all I, I can think of like. Isn't it heartbreaking to figure out that you weren't time traveling? It is uh, heartbreaking. Thank you so much, Phoebe. It 100% yes. was heartbreaking. For a little while, I was excited. I was like, oh, my God, my dream has come true. Yeah. Mm. You got to suspend your belief yes. in time mm. travel. God. Time travel only- romances are my favorite stories, I think. Yes. Yes. Understandably. We all wish we could go back and do something different. That's life. <laughs> just regret life is just, just, it, life, life is regret. just regret and different we all flavors just, of regret that's right phoebe have you ever been in new orleans have you ever wanted to time travel have you ever mm-hmm. woken up and not known where you were any of those mm-hmm. things as options i i've been to new orleans i love it it's awesome mm-hmm. um it's the best it was one of those days on tour where i just like wandered mm-hmm. that are my favorite yeah. i love that all the cemeteries are above ground mm-hmm. like it's all tombs because there's so mm-hmm. much water yep they're like cool. well these dead bodies are going to just float around if we don't really lock them in here yeah. um yep yeah it's super beautiful i want i had beignets at like i woke up super early i was just feeling yes. weird on tour so i had beignets right in the morning and then again at like noon yeah yes um that was epic. I've never woken up and not known where I was. Good. I ha- I did have a visceral dream about being able to move shit with my mind and then woke up and was pretty convinced I could do it and like stared at different <laughs> shit in my room for like a long time. And that was heartbreaking to realize was not real. I was super heartbroken. Um, I love that. I love, you know, I love drunk people so yes. much. Um, Me too. One, t- one time my grandpa, he has a like purebred English bulldog that he, and my grandpa is a lifelong drinker. He like lives at the bar okay. um, and his, and he would leave, you know, children and dogs in his car with the air yes. conditioner on uh, <laughs> while he goes and drinks. Uh-huh. And once they, the cops came into the bar to arrest my grandpa. Well, mm-hmm. And they were like, and he was like, "What? What happened?" And, he, and they were like, "You, you drunk drove into a telephone pole." Oh. And the whole bar was like, "No, he's been here all day." Um, and then he goes outside, and the dog had somehow crawled under the car yes. and pushed on the gas. Yes. And then, because it's a small town, they thought it was very funny to yes. then arrest the dog. <laughs> and he has a picture of the dog going into the. Patrol car. Because little paws and cuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some good old. Some good That's old. That's amazing. Yeah. I love a dog. I love a dog who who drives. Uh, there's love a funny thing in the world. There is a video out there. You guys, everybody can Google it. They've been trying to train dogs to drive, and I don't know why. But why not? They, the, the way they're training them is on these like golf cart type things, and it is <laughs> a dog just driving this fucking car like with his paws up on the thing. 
and he's got he's looking out and he's got like a windshield and he's got blinkers and everything. It they're the best. You just look oh, up incredible. dogs driving cars. That's the coolest, Kurt. I think you got one more for us, buddy boy. This is the end, Phoebe. This is the <laughs> 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 you say I know it's the end. Um, okay. Here that is go. such a good song. incredibly round drunk pigeon just became New Zealand's bird of the year. <laughs> this is this is I'm gonna share this. I'm gonna share my screen for this one, guys. Okay, bird of the is, year. Oh, can you enable screen sharing, Katie? Please. Um, yeah, bird of the year. This is honestly from 2018, but don't I'm lie to us. Show you this fat bird, and I will put this on the Instagram. There's not even really a story here, guys. There's oh, you just story. like the bird. I That's just want to show you this picture of this fat, drunk wow. bird. Uh, I want to see a fat, drunk bird. Yes, you did. There he is. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. the bird of the year. Uh, also, I love Kiwi's slang. This is the, the post says, your bird of the year for 2018 is that absolute unit, the roundest boy, <laughs> the devourer of fruit, the wishiest of wishes, the mighty Karuru. Uh, and so the Karuru, what the Karuru likes to do, first off, yeah. is very fat. And they love to eat these berries that drop down onto the ground of the forest. And uh, if there's a lot of berries dropping down, they, yeah. uh, they get essentially drunk because they've actually fermented yes. on the forest floor. In particularly bounteous seasons, the abundance of fermented treats can leave the pigeons so ridiculous, ridiculously drunk they end up falling from the trees. In one such, one such <laughs> summer, a bird sanctuary in New Zealand was inundated with inebriated karirus brought in by concerned locals. They were coming in absolutely drunk as can be, Robert Wynn, nice. the manager of the Native Bird Recovery Center in Wangare. Wangare told the New Zealand Herald, it was ridiculous. We were getting people bringing in armful, armfuls of these flaming drunk pigeons. <laughs> flaming wow. drunk is my new favorite. Uh, if, so yeah, and no, for our bananimals who can't see this, we will post it on Instagram. For those of us who don't follow and hate us and hate the interne- uh, Instagram and the internet, we understand. Uh, this bird is sort of green and purple it kind of if you can imagine the largest shaved ice imaginable (laughs) yeah it's got a it's like white in the front and then kind of this arching green shaved somebody poured lime all over it and then the head it looks like a pigeon's head sitting on top of that so imagine a loaf of bread made out of shaved ice that's been dyed and then they put a little crown (laughs) crown on it too but it's a it's a big fat drunk bird there's no doubt about it bird Oh my God, we're out of time, Phoebe. Um, is there any? We, we, your album Punisher is available right now. Uh, it anything is. else you want uh, to plug or tell mm-hmm. us about? To plug. Um, you haven't. You've been doing. I saw your bath or your bathtub song on Kimmel too. You have anything like that coming up? Yeah, what do I have like that? All sorts of weird little shows and stuff popping up. Um, awesome. Just trying to mostly get people to vote. I'm being very annoying um, yes. in my live shows right now. Um, but but yeah, you know, keep an eye out. I'm always doing shit. Um, thanks for having me. This is really oh fun. I feel less knowledgeable. <laughs> I feel well rounded. Just as yes. round as a kikiriru. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Phoebe. Thank you, Scotty. Thanks, Phoebe. Yeah, thanks, thanks dude. Kurt. Bananas. Bananas.
This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme song by Kehan Amadi. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. So please follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post so many more stories and make it here. And you can share with us your strange news story by DMing us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast. So listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bananas. Bananas. Bananas.